Welcome to tonight's episode of the BFB. Episode 13 coming at you in the studio. It's Matt and a guest host this week because Gordo El Huncho is off traveling the world. Mr. Worldwide. We have Bacon in the studio. Oh man, I'm pumped to be back again. Ready to be back. First time, yeah. this is sec- the first time we've had a repeat uh, guest. Oh yeah, I heard there's a little fanfare for the bits, so oh, I thought yeah. come through again. Yeah, actually, we when uh, a couple of the boys found out Bacon Bits was coming back, they were stoked. They were they were they were hyped. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's groundbreaking shit. We're pumped to have you in here. Um, hopefully, we can do the pod justice without Gordo. Um, and oh, we'd be remiss if we forgot our buddy Teddy. Teddy's here, uh, ready to go. Uh, Teddy's always ready to go. Always ready to go. Loaded up with that uh, Capilano Street weed, ready to roll. Oh man! Yeah. Can you imagine the type of weed that's in the old El Hancho down in Mexico <laughs> right now? Yeah. Like, oh yeah. That yeah. guy is Mota. Pro- Mota. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah. He's high as a fucking kite. Yeah. We should say, <laughs> Gord is uh, in Mexico. He's at a buddy's uh, wedding. Uh, there's a wild pack of boys down there. Oh. Uh, you can just imagine what's going on. Yeah, they're probably having morning teas, you know, every day yeah. getting up, going for a little exercise. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know that Gordo's not going all out. He's just <laughs> relaxing, nice little trip with the wife. Yeah, exactly. Hitting up the gym in the morning and oh. then a nice continental breakfast before. Yeah. You know he's made his reservations early <laughs> at the all-you-can-eat buffets, like, He's not missing taco night. No, there's no way. Oh, yeah. He's a good boy. I'm sure he'll come back ready and refreshed. 
I mean, after a vacation. Every time I've gone to Mexico, I come back so rested. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh-huh. Well, it is episode 13. This is episode Dan Marino of the Beverly Fantasy Bulletin. I think it's um, Jason Garrison putting that one out oh, there. Oh, Jason. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jay- Legend or Steve yeah. Pinizzato if we're talking 13 oh. Oilers. <laughs> Some bad, bad 13s. Oh, yeah. There's, there, were, there were a few bad ones for the oil. But you know what? There's some good ones in the league. We could have gone with uh, Keenan Allen. Uh, Stevie Johnson, former Buffalo Bills uh, wide receiver, Kurt Warner, Hall of Famer, or even Mike Thomas in New Orleans. Uh, I know Odell Beckham Jr. wears 13, but Gord isn't here to influence it, so that's why he wasn't picked. Gotta be, gotta, gotta pay to play. You know, Gord's gotta show up if he wants his guys wrapped. That's, that's exactly one of the it. We're gonna go on this. That's exactly. We're it. not giving any Gord's grinders love. No, exactly. <laughs> like we're whatever, man. He's on vacation. He doesn't get any of that courtesy. Uh, moving on, uh, we're gonna talk about our sponsor this week, and it's funny because we actually had a question come in that relates to this uh, sponsor. Uh, the the Northside Black Bear wrote in a question uh, related to Gord. Uh, asking uh, what the likelihood that A, Gord would make his flight home on time, and B, if the reason why he missed is because he ended up in the uh, the Mexican jails. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the Black Bear's concern about his buddy Gord. Oh, yeah. Like, always looked out for him. Uh, so, yeah, getting to it, our sponsor this week is the Mexican Policia. And the reason why we didn't include that question in the segment was I was able to briefly touch base with Gord today, going over a few of the pod things, uh, and he said that he had a little bit of a run-in with them. Uh, I mean, the guy's only been there for four days. Uh, what took you so long? Um, anyways, uh, he didn't get into details about what uh, got him in trouble, but I'm sure a few pesos got him off the hook, you know? Oh, every time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, here we go. Jumping into text and answer segment. Uh, this first one comes to me, um, or no, actually it's for both of us. Actually, Peyton, you're not part of the group chat, but I can explain it. So Chris, Chris Kirk from Linwood writes in, he says, in light of Gord's recent decision to send a group of 11 other guys, a picture of his cock, do either of you have a raunchy pick that you've sent someone and that you've regretted? Oh man. So yeah, Gordo (laughs) did send us a picture of his, uh, hose. Yeah. At a urinal. Not sure what prompted it. Just kind of popped in there. I'm going to put it out there. So anyone, everyone kind of remembers when Snapchat first started. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lovely girl out at the lake that um, a lot of the guys like to, you know, bother with. Let's just say her name. Uh, <laughs> let's her, let's her actual, not say your name. <laughs> yeah, well, her actual last name is another name for the male private part. Okay. But uh, Neil <laughs> Thomas and uh, our buddy Stu... And a few uh, other yeah. guys really like to send her pictures of her of their horns. Oh, what? Yeah. You know, this girl's getting <laughs> pictures of horns left, right, and center for the boys. Holy so, you know, shit. Uh, maybe you had to send one or two, but uh, her last name might be something similar now. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is fucking uh, vulgar and awesome <laughs> all at once. Jesus Christ. Um, Kirk, Chris, uh, no, I, uh, I don't have any I regret and I don't have anything I want to talk about no comment (laughs) moving along uh the second question comes in for me from Nigel in the Grove in Missouri uh and he said I want to know how Matt is getting over his brutal loss to El Hancho this past week in the N40L um and yeah sadly it's true uh 
big divisional matchup between me and Gord. The winner basically got a bye in the second round because they would be the division winner. Um, and yeah, my team just didn't show up. I had a really shitty week. Gord's guys went off. Uh, we'll be talking about them a little bit later in the pod. Uh, that Thursday night, that Thursday night Thanksgiving slew of games really fucked me. I was down seventy six to six going into the oh, Sunday games. That is a rough start. So I kind of, I it was kind of nice because I anticipated the loss. It wasn't a surprise. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I I still like my chances to make the A pool playoffs, but uh, yeah, it sucks losing to Gord. I played two, played him twice this year, and lost both fucking times. Um, but I guess silver lining. Um, He's not here to gloat about it. No, he, so, he spent his week. He doesn't yeah, get to do it. Exactly. Because we all know if he was here, he'd be uh, taking the piss and having a laugh at me. He having a laugh? Is he having a laugh? So, yeah. Uh, I guess I'm glad he's not here to do it. It stings. Obviously, it stings. Um, but I don't think it's the nail in my coffin. I think I still have a legit shot at A-Pool, uh, depending on this week's outcome. And I'm playing Andy, who's in last place. So that, that helps things quite a bit. <laughs> Uh, third question comes in for Peyton, actually, uh, and Bakes. This comes from Goalie Drew in Elmwood, and he said, "Why can't you hit the net in war uh, like you do in warm up during the actual hockey game?" Cool. And second part, and I'm gonna let you take it. Uh, is Johnny, aka Valley View Vice, is gonna get kicked out of the AMHL? Well, you know, so we'll start off with the hit the net things. So it's two parts. Uh, one of them, I grew up reading the Screech Owl books. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> the start of every game, the main character goes on this huge tangent about how much he loves warm-ups. He gets out, does a hot lap, and hits the crossbar every time. Probably so, no bucket, too. No bucket, probably. <coughs> and so I grew up, warm-ups were always my time to shine. And then, uh, <laughs> the second part is, we have goalie Drew in our team. Yeah. He can be a little intense. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get as much enjoyment scoring on any other goalie as I do picking corners on Drew <laughs> every fucking warm-up. Yeah. Like, if he was the goalie on every other team in our league, I'd have 120 goals. Oh! So, that's, that answers that one. Oh, man. Yeah, that, and you know what? He, he fucking loves it yeah. uh, when we actually hit him. And half the time, like, he refuses to go down and warm-up. Oh, he won't yeah. go down in the butterfly. But then he expects us to hit him with the puck. And, I, I mean, I oblige. I don't give a shit. The only but, time, yeah, I love watching the boys well, pick on him. Only time I actually hit anything of his, I picked his water bottle off the net a couple <laughs> years ago and just destroyed it. Yeah, I just exploded it. Just loved it. Oh, man. I don't think, uh, yeah, he was fucking heated about that one. Oh, yeah. And uh, so the Johnny question. So, you know, Johnny's on a real tangent right now. Like, I've been trying to keep up in the penalty minutes. It's not, like, it's difficult. Yeah. But the upside is... We're in sledding season, so Johnny's going to miss probably 10 of the next 12 games. Oh, my God. Like, we're, we're safe. He's going to get close to that uh, that warning, but he's not going to get kicked out. Yeah, so we should tell our listeners, right now Johnny's sitting with 35 penalty minutes. Uh, he had two straight games where he got where he took two penalties on one shift, like back-to-back, yeah. right in front of the ref. Um, anyways, 35 puts him in the lead ahead of me. I've got 28. Uh, and at 50, you get a, a written warning from the league because uh, basically saying you got to cut that shit out. And if you get all the way to the league maximum, uh, which I think is 80, 70 or 80, uh, you're looking at further discipline next year, suspended games, possibly even longer. Um, but yeah, 50, you get put on what they call league probation. 
So yeah. So he's he's 15 minutes away, and he's played uh, at least four less games than I have. Oh man, he's already started his missing games. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's we'll see. He he acts remorseful in the dressing room after it happens, but yeah, he he does. But I'm gonna put it out there: the one game he did get kicked out. It was like his first game away from the baby, and uh, <laughs> I think he got kicked out on purpose. He just wanted some alone time. Yeah, <laughs> just wanted a little recovery. Yeah, because he didn't get kicked out and go home. No, he no, he was actually the last guy to leave the dressing room. Oh man, <laughs> oh fuck, that's funny. Yeah, that's that's very true. Um, all right, last question uh, comes in. Short question and answer segment this week. Last one comes in from uh, the rascal in the rock pile, the Romanian. Uh, and it kind of leads into our pass around the NFL segment. So he asked, do you see the Browns, Matt, making the playoffs next year? And based on the play of Baker Mayfield this year, do you think he will be your franchise QB for years to come? Um, and yeah, absolutely I do. Uh, I'm totally 100% behind Baker Mayfield. I totally believe in him. Um he had the most pass yards uh, in a first half uh, since the Browns actually returned to Cleveland in 1999 uh, this past week against the Bengals. Um, and I, I don't think he gets talked enough in uh, the conversation for Rookie of the Year. So oh, yeah. our, our offensive, our, yeah, Rookie of the Year offensive side of the ball. Um, you know, Saquon gets a little bit of love. Uh, Philip Lindsay is getting some love. But, like, listen to this. So he didn't start his first game until week three. Uh, well, he didn't see time until week three. He got his first start in week four. Uh, he has the league-leading uh, drops group in the NFL when it comes to receivers. He's had shaky uh, tackle play at best on the offensive line, kind of an off- uh, kind of a rotating door at left tackle since Joe Thomas uh, retired. And he's not only dealt with his offensive coordinator being changed, but also his head coach. And this all happened before the bye week. That's a great point. So I'm going to put it out there. It's uh, kind of a little Bacon Bits. Sure. Uh, Baker Mayfield is an absolute beauty. Mm-hmm. So he came out after the game and they asked him about the Hugh Jackson thing. He kind of went off on him. Yeah. But then he doubled down and got his brother involved. Oh, his brother his jumped brother's in. involved. Oh, shit, really? Just they're ripping into Hugh. And I like a guy that's ballsy enough and bold enough. He's like, yeah, this guy fucking blew. Like, yeah. Like, he basically put out there that Hugh said it was all about team unity. Yeah. And the second he was canned, then it was, you know, oh, no, like, this is wrong, this is wrong. It's like, well, fuck you. You were in charge of it. Like, you led this thing to shithole for yeah, how long? Exactly. Yeah. Like, we're going to crush you. I, I respect that guy already. He's yeah. going to be an absolute gem. Yeah. And you know what? Baker got criticized by a lot of uh, media out there saying he should let it be. It's not college anymore. Hugh's, it's just a job. It's a business. He was just looking for his next paycheck. But you know what? I fucking like it. I like the fact that he came out and did it because it, it brings a new swagger to this franchise. We've been fucking perennial dumpsters for years. Oh, for yeah. years. And now we finally have a guy who's actually gonna who actually has the balls to back it up and the play to back it up. And I, I love it. I don't think he needs to change a damn thing. Um, you know, just some notable streaks that have ended since Baker and the Browns started. Well, obviously, the first week, in week one, they ended their 17-game losing streak with the tie against Pittsburgh. Uh, week three, he came in and saw action, and that's when they stopped their 19-game winless streak on that Thursday nighter. Uh, week five, they had a, they ended a, a six, an 18-game AFC North winless streak. Uh, same week, they ended a 36-game losing streak on Sundays. 
Uh, week 12, this past week against Cincinnati, where Baker balled out. Uh, they ended their 25-game road losing streak, and um, that was the first time in 64 games that they got back-to-back wins. So this guy's coming in, changing the culture, changing the entire dynamic of the team, and the team believes in him. And he believes in the team. He believes in the OC. I, I just, I really like the direction of this team. And yeah, I think they're definitely a playoff contender um, next year. And you know what? It's a, it's, they'd have to just go absolutely bananas, but they're not completely out of it this year. Uh, I don't know. Like maybe that's, maybe that's just Brown's, uh, Homerism talking. Ah, no. But But you know what? Like you look at the wildcard spot, the Chargers have it, have a spot at eight and three. And then I think the next team that's sitting there right now is five and six or six and five. And we're, we're, we've already got four wins. Like it's not unthinkable. No. Uh, You just have to continue it. I mean, this week's tough. We take on Houston, but I don't know. There's one more streak that got ended in that. What's Gord's that? podcast streak. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that one yeah, came right. to a halt. Yeah. <laughs> Screeching halt. Well, not that he cares. He's just sipping Mai Tais or whatever the fuck he drinks. Well, do we try to get the guy on the horn later? Yeah, I think we might. We'll see if he can answer. Yeah. I mean, even if he does, he won't be coherent. But we'll, we'll see what we can do with that one. Um, just before we move on past that Browns game... I just loved, I loved, I loved, I loved Demarius Randall scores 28-0. Dalton throws yeah. a pick. Demarius Randall t- picks it off, has a lane to t- try to take it back to the house, and instead steps out on the Bengals' sidelines and hands Hugh Jackson the game ball. Here you go, coach. This is a game ball that you can never get yourself. Here you go. We'll, sh- we'll give you ours because now we won. And the worst part is that fucking dummy, that Muppet, Took the ball from his hands. He took it from his hands and gave Demarius Randall a pat on the helmet. He had no clue what was going on. He's what? like, oh, these guys are like they like me. They yeah, like me. That's it's like, exactly. No, it. they fucking hate you. Yeah, they Just, fucking hate you. They're taking the piss out of you, man. Like, yeah, I want McDavid to give a puck to Trelli. That's what I yeah, want. Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like any coach with any self-respect and common sense would have slapped that ball out of Randall's hands and said, get yeah. the fuck off my sideline. But instead, Hugh takes it, gives him a love tap. And then at the end, he tries to embrace Baker. Like, oh, I, was it was bad. just, it was a it was a car crash I couldn't stop watching. But yeah, I just, uh, I loved it. And yeah, John, I fully believe in him. Uh, and thanks for letting me chat Browns, John. Cool. I appreciate it. Other than unis, that's probably your favorite topic. Yeah, oh yeah, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, hey, yeah, we'll be talking unis upcoming. Don't yeah. you fear. Um, moving on. So we are in the pass around the NFL segment and obviously we didn't, uh, christen it the right way. So I'm going to go ahead and smart this, uh, spark, smart, spark, spark this, uh, <laughs> this beauty. And, uh, yeah, we'll jump into it. Uh, do you have, uh, we're going to talk, there were a few records this week, um, that happened in the NFL. Yeah. Um, the first one is, uh, yeah, yeah. So there, the yeah. first one, uh, NFL throwback on Instagram. So Randy Moss, AJ Green, Mike Evans, the only three players ever to start their uh, their career with five straight seasons of a thousand receiving yards. Yeah. yeah. So Mike Evans, he's balling out, man. Like he's uh, quietly doing that. That's elite company to have. Um, we also had Tom Brady passing Peyton Manning for the most pass yards all time, including the postseason. He now has seventy nine thousand two hundred and eighty four. Oof. And he's going to play another numbers. 10 years with that fucking diet he's on. <laughs> yeah, the TB12 <laughs> method, baby. TB12. Last thing he wants to do is stay at home with his wife and kids, you know? She's real hard on the eyes. Ooh, yeah, tough time <laughs> around her, eh? Oh, fuck. Um, another interesting uh, stat that got uh, that is 
still going actually the most consecutive games with three plus pass tds uh, the record is tom brady with 10 peyton manning and that was 2007 peyton manning did it in 2004 with eight and andrew luck currently is on on pace for it he has eight right now so That's he needs two more games and uh yeah and uh, dan marino did it in 86 87 uh with seven in a row uh, and last week we did talk about uh, how the Colts uh, had a streak of not allowing a sack in four straight games, and we were looking to see if it got, it could get to five, which is the re- it would tie the record. Uh, and unfortunately, that one got snapped. They only had one sack, though. They played Miami, and they got to him. Yeah. Um, do you have uh, any stats over there on Phil the Thrill? Phil the Thrill. So he, uh, yeah, he went twenty five to twenty five, set a record for the most consecutive completions. Uh, yeah, yeah, without in, an incompletion. Yeah, in one game, and he finished the game with only one incompletion. Yeah, right yeah. at the end. Yeah, and like twenty five out of twenty five. That's absolutely incredible. Yeah. You know, no birth control, Phil. No birth control pill, Phil. I was gonna say like that's probably his record on times having sex with kids. Yeah, twenty five, yeah, twenty five. No yeah. Like, fuck the guy. Yeah, great week by him. Uh, you know, Gord Gord loves to say how he won that Mitch Trubisky for Phil Rivers trade, but hey, my boy, my boy Mitch is going to come back strong. Oh yeah, he's going to yeah. come on. Chase Daniel starting again oh. this week for your Bears, hey? Yeah, you know what? I, I don't mind Chase. Like he he found a way to make the NFL work for him, and I respect a guy like that. Yeah. Barely ever plays, gets paid, and gets that guaranteed money. How do you do that as a backup that throws? I don't know, maybe five balls or. Five throws a year yeah. if the QB's healthy. Oh, man. Like, how do you say, hey, you know what? I want seven mil guaranteed. Yeah. And yeah. he gets it. And he got and he it. Gets yeah. it. And if you listen to the team talking, everyone says that he's, like, the ultimate guy to have on your uh, your team. As far as practice, they say he's perfect in practice. The Sick. guy just goes out, doesn't like getting hit. So practice comes around. Okay. He's like a gem. If you uh, do, you ever watch a show Blue Mountain State back in the day? No, never saw it. So the, the one of the QBs, he said the perfect position in football is either the second string or the third string uh, QB for two <laughs> reasons. One, you can look in practice; the boys love you. Two, you get the trickle down bang. So the trickle, <laughs> trickle down bang is you know that that first QB he's going to get all the hot chicks. Mm-hmm. But there's only so many that he can go with. Yeah. And the second and the third string QB, they get all the girls that want the QB. They want that, you know, oh, he's on the team. Oh, yeah. You the barely Matt, have to do any work. Yeah. The Matt oh. Saracen effect oh, from man. Friday Night Lights. Yeah, but you he know? went coach's daughter. Yeah. Oh. I have a thing for Amy Taylor in that show, man. Oh. Not a lot of people did. Everybody loved uh, yeah. Who's the girl that Landry was hooking up with? Oh, Tara. Or- Tara, yeah. yeah. But Amy Teagarden yeah. is an absolute a- baby. Absolute She's on the ranch. Rocket. Oh, really? She's on the ranch now Never with Ashton Kutcher? Show. Oh, you need to watch it just for her. Gord watches that one, yeah. That's oh, because right. he's a farmer. <laughs> farmer Gord comes out. He just goes, sets up his tablet in the old tractor and watches. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, no, and then, of course, Minka Kelly. Oh, Can't forget don't her. Don't even get me started. Ride in Jason Street. Oh, man. Make sure the brakes and, are down, And eh? Tim Riggs. Like, oh, Tim yeah. Riggins? Riggins ran a fucking train on. Good, good Canadian boy. Played junior A hockey. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And huge... Uh, Huge New York Rangers fan. He's yeah. always at the Ranger games, man. And his buddies with Gretzky. Yeah, he was sitting next to Gretzky that yeah. one Oilers game. Reagan's a fucking beauty. <laughs> Just fucking doing it right. 
Minka Kelly. Oh, what oh a my babe. God. Uh, yeah. Anyways, what the fuck were we talking about? Well, we're about to, about to get into some more stuff. I think we're about to talk about Jacksonville there. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, you want you wanted to take that one and roll? Well, There's I mean. Obviously, that massive well, fight in like, the game. There was that. And then the big thing this week, they finally had the balls of bench Bortles. Yeah, you know yeah. what? It's uh, it's an interesting week in Jacksonville. We've been talking about it for a while. It makes you wonder, as an outsider looking in, where was this at the trade deadline? Where was like, did they not know this four or five weeks ago? Whatever it was, did like, they not know last year. You like, know, like, come on. I mean, the stats, the stats are there for you. Uh, he's had Blake Bortles has had seventy four interceptions, uh, which is the most in the NFL since entering the league in two thousand fourteen. You want to know what's crazy? That's the same amount of throws Chase Daniels had in his career. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck, really? Yeah. That's Before that game he started last week, he had 74 throws in his career. Yeah. Bortles put that up in interceptions. Who knows? You know what? The boat last year, best of all time. He had a good playoff run, but man, I, I obviously he's not the real thing. And you know it's bad if you're if they're benching you for Cody Kessler. Yeah, like Cody Kessler was he was petrified as a Browns quarterback. There's no way he's going to succeed as a Jags quarterback. My big my big fear is that uh, maybe the best thing the Bortles ever did was leave us with uh, these two quotes. Oh. What do you do when you wake up in the morning? Um, usually just piss. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what would you do if you weren't playing football? If I wasn't playing football, um, working construction, ripping cigs. <laughs> Is Gord getting his jersey after that? Oh, doesn't man. care if he's not playing. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter. It'll be on sale too. Yeah. And you know what? Cat Guy Kel has a fucking Bortles jersey. Oh, so who God. knows? That thing's uh, that thing's gonna might be a collector's edition for those Jags. <laughs> Oh, man. And then, of course, in the game, there was a massive fight between uh, a lot of players on both teams. But the two that squared away were Shaq Lawson and Leonard Fournette. Carried on all throughout the tunnel. They had to be restrained. They were going at it. Uh, If security wasn't there, they would have brawled in the tunnel. It was crazy. And Fournette actually got beamed in the helmet by a flying beer can from one of the Bills fans. (laughs) Uh, Very, very chippy game. But, uh, yeah, and Buffalo actually came away on top. You know, we slag on those Bills a lot, but let's give them a little bit of love. Josh Allen came back. They found a way to win. Josh Allen's a huge threat on the ground. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And he's got a fucking bazooka for an oh, arm. Oh, he can just chuck it. Yeah. You know, like, this year's QB crop's been pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Like, the Bills, well, the Bills this year's a write-off. Let's, yeah. let's go with that. So, <laughs> Ta- next year, he can prove himself. Yeah. Really, and- We'll see. Like the 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 little parts are there with him. Uh, he had that huge, that awesome game against Minnie. Uh, obviously, this past week, you know, time will tell with him. But yeah, I agree. The quarterback crop this year is tight. Lamar Jackson's looking real good in Baltimore. We touched on Baker, Sam Darnold. You know, battling a few injuries out there. Josh Rosen has been actually turning it on for the Cards, and yeah. yeah so. You know, it makes you wonder, those Giants, they passed on a quarterback to take Saquon, which obviously isn't a bad play, but looking at next year's group, there's not a lot of guys that stand out. There's a guy in Oregon uh, for the Ducks, Hebert or Herbert or something. Sherbert? Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just a nice, soft, delicate quarterback. Uh, Good for the palate. Yeah, there's him, and then there's... uh, Haskett, the guy from Ohio, Ohio State, who just fucking dummied Michigan in one of the biggest games in college football this year. 
Uh, so he's he's rising up, but are they really going to be the pros that got drafted in the first round this year? Time will tell, I suppose. Yeah. Um, moving along, best unis of the week belong. I mentioned three teams here. The Colts wore. I love it when they wear their blue pants and their blue jersey. It just looks nice. It's a nice change for them. They don't do it often, so I, kudos to them. The LA Car- uh, Chargers busted out their royal blue color rush jerseys, uh, which are beautiful. I love those. Love their powder blue ones. I think they should look at making those their full-time ones. Uh, and then the Broncos, I don't mind their color rush ones. I would say they're average at best, maybe slightly above. But the best part of that uni is the modernized uh, old school logo with the D and the Bronco coming out of the middle. Uh, they got it in the navy blue helmets. It looks very, very sharp. The other thing I wanted to touch on with uh, the uniforms is this week kicks off, uh, I think it's a two to three week long um, event for the NFL. And it's called My Cause, My Cleats. Um, so for those that don't know, the league is normally extremely strict about the cleats that players wear and they'll actually find guys, uh, if they don't abide so they can wear any cleats that they want in warmups. So you'll see a lot of guys wearing novelty shit. Um, but when the game time starts, um, they have, the cleats have to match either team colors or be black or white. So for these next two weeks, uh, over 800 NFL players will showcase causes, uh, that are important to them by wearing specialized cleats. So you'll see guys wearing stuff for breast cancer or um, homelessness or, you know, all the different causes. A lot of them support their own uh, foundations and stuff. But the best part is 100% of the proceeds uh, go to those charities. And it allows the the players to show off their... Yeah, their, their, pers- their personality, personality, right? How many of the Steelers are going to be wearing Le'Veon Bell's cleats after they raise <laughs> yeah, the exactly. <laughs> Yeah, they'll be wearing them, but they'll yeah. be painted over, and they'll probably say, fuck you, Bell. Yeah. <laughs> um, Didn't he drop a hint this week about where he might be signing? Yeah, he commented on an Indianapolis Colts uh, yeah, 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 yeah. tweet. How uh, good would that uh, work or something? Instagram, man, yeah. Ima- or just imagine or something like yeah. that. But yeah, that pff, it's true. that The Colts have had in- inconsistent running game. They do need some receivers, I feel, but uh, yeah, whew, that would be a that would be an interesting uh, matchup for them. Yeah, we'll, we'll it see. could work. It could work. Yeah. Uh, all right. So for we should just let the listeners know that uh, Gord's usual segments, Pates is going to cover. Um, so with that, we jump into the no frills, no namer. Yeah, so uh, I'm trying my best to be Gord here today, but I haven't lit a dart yet. Uh, <laughs> I don't have the hair, although he doesn't have the hair anymore either, so that's a thing too. Yeah, you got a fucking haircut. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> oh, man, new man. Um, so his no frills, no namer of the week, Matt Lacoste, the Denver Broncos backup team, had three receptions for 34 yards and a tutty. Uh, benefited from the increased playing time when uh, Jeff Heerman <laughs> left the game with an injury, and uh Human's actually on the IR now, so yeah. there's a chance that well, not a chance. Lacrosse's Lacrosse's <laughs> role is really going to increase here. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like that was that was a pretty good uh, little segment there. On Matt, yeah. And I think there's a chance he could go off. Yeah, there is a chance he could go off, and it could be long term. We'll yeah. see what happens there in Denver. Um, I think this this pick screams Gord. I'm surprised he could even read numbers or letters uh, with the state he's probably in. But uh, he. 
texted me and he's like, there you go. There's a no-namer of the week. A nice white backup tight end. Oh, Nothing course. gets that boy going more. Oh, him and Drew both. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Goalie Drew loves it when Gord talks that dirty to him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Keep it going, Gord. Mm-hmm. There we go. Uh, fuck, yeah. That, <laughs> that was funny. I like that pick. Um, well, okay. Uh, it's time for... Maddie's uh dank stats uh I kind of it was a bit of a slow week and it was a bit tricky to to kind of get the pod together without you know one of the founding members uh so dank stats I kind of uh mixed with uh uh around the passed it around the NFL earlier so I don't have as many as normal but anyways with that being said uh we can uh, jump into it so the earlier this week, uh, Juju Smith Schuster caught a 97-yard reception, uh, which marked uh, the longest play in scrimmage by any player um, since he did it last year when he had a 97-yard touchdown uh, against the Detroit Lions. So he's the fourth player in NFL history with multiple TD receptions of over 95 yards, joining Mike Wallace, John Taylor, and Gaynell Tinsley. Uh, so, but, which is crazy in itself. But then, but then the Monday Nighter comes. And the mon- a return on the Monday Nighter. And who matches a 97-yard play from scrimmage? But none other than Lamar Miller. So he had a 97-yard touchdown. Longest run, run in the NFL since Lamar Miller did it in 2014. Come so on. both guys yeah. matched their records of 90, 97 yards uh, either through the air or on the ground. Isn't that fucked? That's insane. And I really <laughs> appreciate the number 97 getting thrown around like that because the Oilers just Oh, it. yeah. Did so, Connor get it? No, no. Clef bomb. But Connor got a point. Oh, so. Clef bomb. Boy, yeah. boy, that kid is heating up. Oh, yeah. Oh, handsome motherfucker, hey? Oh, my God. And yeah, the, oh, the photos going around. Hey, baby. You looking hot tonight? All right, moving along. Uh, the Saints have allow- allowed 26 rushing yards to the Falcons last week. Their fewest that they've allowed in a game since 2000. They are allowing an NFL low 73.2 rushing yards per game this season. Um, so you know they get he- you, they get ragged on for their D, but that's impressive. That's that's, that's not bad. Uh, Antonio Brown has a reception TD now in eight straight games. He's that's tied for the fifth longest single season streak. In NFL history, behind Jerry Rice, who had 12 straight in 1987, Elroy Crazy Legs Hirsch, who had 10 straight in 1951, A.J. Green, who had 9 straight in 2012, and Lance Allworth, who had 9 straight in 1963. Speaking of those Saints, uh, fuck, this is fuck. That offense, prolific. They are scoring at a 60.9% rate uh, this season. That's unreal. And that's with a minimum of one play from scrimmage. 70% of the time, it works every time. Yeah, 60, basically, yeah. Uh, Not far behind them, they got the Chiefs with uh, 53, the Rams are at 51, Chargers are at 46, and the Atlanta Falcons, who had a, a, they've had an up and down season, they're at 45. But you know what, they need to score just to be in games. Um, And then the last, oh. No, two more dank stats. The Texans are the first team in NFL history to win eight straight after starting the year 0-3. That's 
That is an impressive game. Which is very impressive and sucks that they're playing Cleveland next. And the last stat we're going to hit you with this week is quarterbacks in the red zone. So according to passer rating, the best quarterback in the red zone is Drew Brees. And I'm just going to go down the list in order. Some of these names might surprise you. Drew Brees, 117.7. Patrick Mahomes, 114.9. Baker Mayfield, 112.9. Cam Newton, 112. Kirk Cousins, 108. Andrew Luck, 107, Russell Wilson, 105, Andy Dalton, 105, and Phil the Thrill at 105. Now, for the worst record in the red zone, uh, the first place is Case Keenum, who only uh, has a rating of 65 in that uh, precious area. And then in second is Blake Bortles, RIP. And then third is actually Ben Roethlisberger. So really? for that offense, uh, he Ben's not getting it done in the red zone. So it's a lot of explosive plays, yeah. which you mentioned last pod you were on, Whoa, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that are getting it done for them because Whoa. the top five are rounded up by Josh yeah. Allen and Dak Prescott. I mean, we're going to leave Ben alone. He's been through a lot in his career. I mean, <laughs> charged, well. Not charged. He's actually only ever been accused. Okay, so, yeah. 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 Like, fuck, he didn't do it. Ben yeah. Rapelessberger, man. Oh, man. Bullshit. I think he did that fucking shit. Yeah. There, that's a common theme. It's uh, he, sh- he said, she said, and when you got a little bit extra money, yeah. it goes away. Who knows? Yeah. And those are the dank stats for the week. Uh, hope you enjoyed. Okay, so now we got Gord's Grinder. The Grinder. Let's oh. see who Gord picked. Gord's Ooh. Grinder, Matt Breda, a.k.a. The Breadman. Ooh. 14 rush attempts, 106 rush yards, uh, three receptions, 34 receiving yards, scored 18 fantasy points. Oh. You, <laughs> The Breadman. He's doing it doing it like the, the Grinder style, not finding pay dirt, but putting in that hard work. Uh, good for him. Matt Breda sitting on uh, Chris Chris's bench. And actually, Chris uh, lost his matchup this week. What? Drops to 9-3. and three. No. So, who knows? He mentioned it earlier. He said, I'm peaking too early, but maybe maybe he's maybe he's right. We'll see. I mean, is he the San Jose Sharks of uh, Ooh. the whole, like? Yeah. You never know. Who knows? Strong season leads into a terrible playoffs yeah. year after year. That's exactly it. Or he could be the Cougar Collision Flyers of most of Oh, yeah. <laughs> can't do that to the boys. Can't do that to the boys. You know what? This is our year. I have a feeling we we got it clicking. We've had the same group of guys for the last like uh, at least two seasons, and uh, I think it's I think it's our time. I think we got it. Um, anyways, moving on to Teddy's favorite segment, Teddy's Toking Tip of the Week, and Teddy actually wanted to uh, a little bit of airtime this week because you know he's a behind the scenes guy, but he likes a little bit of love now and then. Well, he's picking up the slack for Gord too, you know. The guy, uh, guy doesn't get a lot of credit. <laughs> Daddy! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's a long conversation with Teddy. <laughs> Fuck, he's feisty tonight. Oh, yeah. Buddy, take it easy. We're just trying to record a hit episode. Anyways. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Apologies. Teddy's token tip of the week. Business cards are a great way to network and connect as you look to get your name. Holy fuck, bitch. Yeah. Teddy. I'm still struggling. Teddy, here, the wrath. Here, I'll jump in here. So, okay, yeah, you read yeah. it out. Holy Christ. So as as we're saying, business. Oh, man, I'm getting sick, man. 
Second half. <laughs> Teddy's revenge. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. <clears throat> Business cards are a great way to great way to network and connect as you look to get your name out there to potential clients and employers. They are also an excellent tool for filters when rolling joints. Make sure to save a few for yourself, as well as get some from friends and coworkers. Put them in a safe place, though, so they'll be there when you need to roll your next fatty. And there it is, Teddy's Toking Tip of the Week. Holy man, Ted. Ted King. I've got tears strong. in my eyes right now. He Bates. came out strong. Oh my well, god. Well, I let you uh, have your moment with Ted. We'll uh, we'll jump into the <laughs> Fearless forecast and tank cast. Yeah, let's do it. So, uh, Fearless, last week, wide receiver Keenan Allen. This was Gord. Yeah, this, yeah, this was Gord. This is Gord. So, remember, I'm Gord this week. Yeah, that's so. right. That's right. We, I guess we yeah. don't need to explain. Yeah, so Gord predicted that he'd have 126 yards and two, tu- uh, two touchdowns. What he actually had was 72 yards and one touchdown. Bit whole fault Gord. Yeah, he one. he went for the fences. I think yeah. we mentioned that he picked some low hanging fruit last week when he picked Jared Goff or two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, so I think he was trying to maybe show show the boys that he he's got the mojo. Well, it didn't work out. But yeah, I, I don't think it really worked for him that no, well. But no. uh, then he picked Marlon Mack. The El Huncho predicted that he would get 112 yards on the ground at TD. And 48 reception yards and a TD through there. What he actually got was 85 rush yards and 11 rece- reception yards. No touchdowns. No touchdowns. <laughs> Definitely not what Gordo predicted. Definitely not what he thought, man. But but we should know that he uh, he also got hurt. Had to leave the game with a concussion. So maybe Gord can uh, kind of use that as a talking point. But I it guess. wasn't great. I guess. He, he, yeah. If he were here, he'd find a way to spin it. But he's not. So we can... We can uh, do what we want for him. But I'll, also, I shouldn't be talking shit because we're about to do my tank cast. Oh, well, we still got this week. Oh, yeah, this yeah, week. Don't, oh, don't forget about this week. Because okay. we can let Gorby wrong a few more times, even though he's not here. Yeah. Uh, so he's going all in with our uh, QB pick here. Danger Russ Wilson. Yeah, versus- my boy. Uh, for San Fran, yeah, predicting 322 yards through there, three TDs, and 56 yards on the ground with a rush TD. Whoa, Ooh, that's four touchdowns be, total. That's gonna Man. be a tough call. A few tequila shots will do that to a guy. Optimism, yeah, that's let's go with that. Yeah, a few tequila shots, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also, <laughs> and also, he has uh, Cam Brait versus uh, Carolina. 94 yards receiving and a TD. Yeah, so OJ Howard now on the injured reserve. He th- he's seeing Cameron Bray coming through for 94 receiving yards. Uh, so we'll see if El Huncho is on his game or uh, I don't know. We'll see what's up. Oh, sexy girlfriend! Okay, moving on to the tanks. Uh, <clears throat> last week, I picked Phil... No birth control pill. Rivers. I uh, said he'd get 16 points and then we'd have less than 210 pass yards, two touchdowns, and two picks. What he actually had was 20 fantasy points. He threw for 259 and had three touchdowns. He also set a record. So I'm taking the L on that one for sure. Yeah. Moving along, I picked David and Joku. I said the Joker would have five catches for 53 yards, no touchdown. 
Well, the Nigerian chief had five catches, like I said, but 63 yards. I was pretty close, but what, uh, what he did do, though, was crowd surf his way to a touchdown, thus giving me a second L. Uh, but really, what, is, what else is new with this segment? It sucks. I suck. I hate it. Uh, moving along. This whoa, week's whoa. picks. <laughs> what I am going to say before you go into this week's picks, yeah. whatever Maddie advises you, go against it. Yeah, exactly. If, if you if you were betting on this, if Matt was giving you a tip, yeah, bet the other way. It's weird because it's like I've actually figured out the fearless forecast, but it, I'm trying to do the complete opposite. It's <laughs> fucked. Uh, anyway, so this week, if you have Corey Davis, feel free to start him. I think uh, he's going to have a down week. He is coming off a week where he scored 19, but I don't think that's happening against the Jets this week. Uh, I think he's going to be held to under. Held to two catches under 25 yards, no touchdowns. So what that actually means is he's getting 12 catches, over 200 yards, and three touchdowns. Murphy's Law, book it. At running back, I've got Tevin Coleman of the Rundle Hard Hats taking on the stout Baltimore defense. They've actually given up the fewest fantasy points to running backs this season. I don't like the matchup. Uh, I predict he's going to have 41 rush yards, no touchdowns. He's going to keep it pretty basic. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, not impossible. Yeah, exactly. Baltimore, I yeah. hate to admit it, they got a, they got a, that stout D. They actually have a player, Matthew Judon, on their team last week. Uh, he had um, three straight sacks. On uh, Yeah, three straight plays where it was either a sack. I think it was a sack or a, a sacks and negative yards. But he, yeah. he just shut down one, one whole series. He dominated it three and out, and then they were off the field. It was wild. That's unreal. Yeah. Uh, do you want to do... Yeah, yeah, I'll do... You want to do the duds? Uh, well, we're jumping with the buds. Okay, yeah, we can do so, buds first. So sure. I'll uh, clear up in here. So buds of the week. Oh, hold on. These are my picks. Oh, they're yours. Well, then let yeah. you run with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which sucks because I had to give Gord some love in two cases for this fucking segment. Ugh, hate doing it. But I picked Chris, Kirk, Kirk, Chris, Cousins. 31 fantasy points. Absolutely balled out. 342 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, huge week for the boy. Amari Cooper is the wide receiver butt of the week. He had 34 fantasy points, best game in his past two years. Eight catches, 180 yards, uh, and two touchdowns. Broke off that massive one on Thanksgiving. At running back, Christian McCaffrey of the Cats, the, the little kitties. This guy's been playing out of his mind recently and uh, put up a whopping 43 fantasy points last week. Against the Seattle Ocean Birds. Run CMC ran for 125 yards and a touchdown. Hauled in 11 catches for 112 yards and a touchdown. Just ridiculous. That's a good week. Fucking wild, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Those cats, they're peaking uh, just at the right time. And I think right now we have to look out for those clowns. And sassy demeanor probably too. At tight end, Eric Ebron. God, this guy just can't quit the BFB. Although his numbers weren't outstanding, only five catches for 45 yards, he found Pater twice. His stock only continues to rise because the Colts had to place Jack Doyle on the IR for the remainder of the year. If he's available in your league, totally isn't. But for some reason he is. Uh, Pick him up, man. He's he's on the rise. He's one of the few bright spots on the uh, Wayward Suns this year with Andy. All right, we're gonna we're gonna get in the duds here, and uh, the first dud is uh, Gord. 
He didn't yeah. put uh, didn't put down a QB. Gord picked all yeah. these, yeah, and uh, asked him to send in his picks this week. He sent me a running back, a wide receiver, and a tight end. Yeah, no quarterback. So <sighs> thanks, yeah. Gord. Appreciate sweet. it. Yeah, Have fun down in Mexico. Yeah, sweet man. But uh, at running back, he uh, he was going with Rashad Penny. Yeah, it was Chris Carson's game. Penny only had four rush attempt, four rush yards. And scored a paltry 0.4 points. 0.4. She ratchet! That's terrible. <laughs> and, uh, That's terrible. That, yeah, that is not good. Like, I, I could probably do that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just run between the tackles. Oh, Just yeah. hope the linebacker's not coming through the B-gap, right? Yeah. No, Meet I, me in the hole. You give me a few <laughs> weeks to practice. I can match that. Okay. And uh, wide receiver got Matt's waiver wire boy, uh, Kiki Kuti. Uh, Kiki didn't love me this week. He was not targeted very much. Motherfucker. Only, actually, he was only twice he got targeted. Yeah. Two receptions, 14, 14 yards, yeah. grand total of 1.4 points. I know. One point better than uh, Rashad. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's true. But you know what? It, 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 the sting doesn't hurt as much because he was my last guy playing on Monday night, and I already knew at that point I was fucked. So... Yeah. Yeah, yeah but fuck. Come on, Kiki. And then we got our tight end, Benjamin Watson. The former Georgia Bulldog had only 20 yards for well, reception yards yeah. and two fantasy points. What I'm noticing here, their points are going up very much. Yeah, I know. They're point all... four, one point four, two. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Gord was looking at points only this week because uh, if you look at like Penny, Kiki Kuti, Watson, they're not – Names that scream scream at you off the paper. No, and no. a lot of these guys are playing second second to third depth chart roles. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, we just appreciate Gord making the effort uh, and sending it in while he's on on a trip. I, I you know, we we re rag him, um, but the guy yeah. actually got out of the pool. He used to do some research. Yeah, exactly. Right. Who knows? Or maybe he bought an otter box and he's just sitting in the pool with oh, his phone. Yeah. Who knows? That's a possibility. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool. Well, uh, highly anticipated. Guys have been texting about it. We have, uh, uh, for the second time in BFB history, one of our favorite segments, one of our fans' favorite segments. Uh, here it is. It's Bacon's Bits. Okay, guys. This is our hot topics, our Bacon's Bits. And the first one has to do with something real hot. So it actually is uh, the beef between Aaron Rodgers and his reality TV star brother, Jordan. Oh, fuck. It's his whole family. Oh, yeah. they are something else. So Aaron Rodgers, uh, he went public about his million-dollar donation for the California wildlife. Yeah. Uh, wildfire, sorry. Not wildlife. <laughs> but this is what his brother had to say. Please donate. Spread awareness. Send love. But when your own own mom is home alone during the fires, car parked, ready to evacuate, and you miss a fundamental first step of compassion, call on your parents and make sure they are safe. Yeah, you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. So yeah, it's and he commented that on his like Twitter, Instagram post oh, of he, the of he, donating. Yeah, he put it out public, and this I mean this feud started with one hot girlfriend, and now Rogers on the second one. Yeah. But what I am gonna say. Not only did Jordan get the final rose in JoJo season, he also got the final word. Oh shit! Yeah, but you know what? Historically, like, there's a, it's kind of a muddled past between Rogers and his family. Uh, he doesn't get along with his parents. Uh, I don't think he really gets along with any of them. Nobody really knows they what don't talk. It, what it stems yeah. from. Yeah, like yeah. he has cut off communication with them. 
Yeah. Um, so, and he's historically shown that he just won't comment on it. Won't comment on it to them. Won't comment on it in public. It's just something he just doesn't talk about. So I think they can take all the shots they want. He's not getting it. What I will say is we actually in. talked about him in the first Bacon Bits. Oh, did we? Yeah, we, we talked about him in the first Bacon Bits about him and Danica Patrick. Oh, yeah. Okay. And what I'm going to put out there is if you have to cut off your family to be able to sleep with Olivia Munn and Danica Patrick, that's oh. something you contemplate. Oh, my you, God. You think about it. Oh, like, <laughs> oh shit. yeah. That, yeah. Fuck. Olivia Munn, top five for sure oh, for me. Like Absolutely. that's something you contemplate. And then we're going to go from a guy that is banging the hottest girls to a guy that's never banged. Oh, We're really? going to Tim Tebow. <laughs> so, Tim Tebow is fucking delusional. So he came out this week saying that when he watches football games, he still thinks, I can totally do that. I should be playing. I can totally do that. That oh exact same God. thought process is how he started his career in baseball. He's still in the minors. Yeah. Oh, my God. Man, Man. that sounds like yeah. a Johnny Manziel quote. Well, <laughs> if only he watched porn, he wouldn't be a virgin anymore because he could say, I could totally do that, too. <laughs> so, yeah, no kidding, hey? What, what a guy. Like, oh. oh. The guy, yeah, that is delusional. Fuck, yeah. Tebow, get over it. You know, stick to college football yeah. analyzing or whatever he does now. I think no, he's, he, a he's playing. He's playing. Minor. Oh, is he still playing minor? Yeah, there is talks that he's going to get a contract with the Mets. Oh God. I mean, we're going to see where it goes. But also on the side, he is dating a former Mrs. Illinois. Okay. Right now, absolute rocket, and he's not banging her. Of course not. Like, how how no. do you go through life with that opportunity? Married to Jesus, it? buddy. Married to Jesus. Waste it. <laughs> well, this other guy, our final bacon bits of the night. Like, we, we went a little light on him. I thought I'd get some solid ones. Yeah. All the guys are really behaving late in the season. They want to be around for playoffs. Yeah. The only guy that really doesn't give a fuck is Reuben Foster. Oh, man. Man, this debacle Ugh. is full bore ahead in Washington. Yeah. So, gets released. Signed with the Redskins after being arrested on domestic violence charges. And then he was, after he got the charges, he was dropped almost immediately by the 49ers. And then the Washington team vice president, Doug Wilson, comes out and went on record saying that this was small potatoes. And the move didn't make the Redskins unique. Anyone would do it. They were the only one that made a claim. Jesus Christ. And the only thing that isn't... He came out and said it was small potatoes. The vice president said that. What a small potatoes. And the one thing I'd say, the only thing that is not unique about this is Reuben Foster getting arrested. That was the third time this yeah, season. Yeah, what a fucking piece of shit, man. Yeah. For the same goddamn thing. The guy yeah. can't keep his hands off women. And oh. I know, like, I get bugged because I've got Tyreek and yeah. Joe Mixon. But no way does that mean I fucking condone it or think that shit is no. okay. No. Because um, it's not. We'll crack some jokes guy, about it. Yeah, obviously. But, like, call yeah. Tim Tebow up and he'll tell you to keep your hands off but women. Like, yeah, but, like, yeah. fuck's sakes, man. Like... This guy's obviously got a problem. Rewarding him by picking him up off waivers, even though he got put on the commissioner's exempt list. Well, because they say like, oh, well, the commissioner is going to deal with him, but at least yeah. he's our our property. Why the fuck would you want that piece of shit around there, man? The, the other thing too is you go in. I mean, this is a conversation you don't want to go down this rabbit hill, but they're willing to pick this guy up who yeah. beat his girlfriend yeah. how many times? Yeah, but they won't pick up Kaepernick because he fucking kneeled because he touched some grass yeah, with his touched knee. touched some grass with his knee. Yeah. Like, that's where you draw the line. Yeah, like, it's bullshit. you don't hurt that grass with that kneecap yeah, exactly. in yours. Yeah, no, yeah. you smoked a joint three Ooh. times and we caught you three times. You're yeah. gone for a year. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, I don't know. I just, it's, it's, it's the NFL. It's, it's ass backwards, man. It's terrible. What I will say, too, um, I'm sure you guys are probably going to have a year end wrap up, 
found a really neat website when I was doing some research. And it's all NFL players either arrested or charged with a crime in the last 365 days. Okay. The list was at 12 and growing. Okay. And uh, what we'll do is maybe at the end of the year, I'll come on. Okay. And I say we just read through it. And see, uh, kind of have a draft. Who okay. has the worst crime? Who has the worst crime? Well, yeah. fuck, any asshole that's a fucking hitting a woman, that's the oh. worst. But, like... Well, and so this is just an aside. Hopefully just, there's funny shit, like urinating yeah. on a... I don't know. Running from running. an ambulance, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> running from... A, yeah. yeah. A complete aside, if anyone's looking for a great podcast other than this one... Oh, listen, buddy, we're not here to podcast. No, no, no. Uh, but, podcast. But <laughs> listen to The Guardian about Aaron Hernandez. It okay. is... An interesting tale into that guy's dark past. Like yeah. it, uh, I listened to all six episodes in a day. They're only about 35, 40 minutes long and uh, completely recommend it. Damn. All right. Well, yeah, I've never, um, never heard uh, that pod. I'll check it out, but you know, BFB through and through, buddy, over well, here. Well, I mean, this is the number one. This is my <laughs> podcast. I listen to it on the way to Lloyd every week. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you go out there quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Um, Cool. Well, um, <clears throat> what do we got next here? That was sick. Man, Bacon's Bits is a fun segment. It's nice to touch, get that juicy dirt, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, whatever whatever it ends up being. Uh, we don't have much left in the in the app. Um, and actually, we are very happy and privileged uh, to announce that our boy, Gordo, all the way from Mexico, has phoned in to episode 13 of the BFB. Welcome, Gord. Hey, boys. What's up, Gordo? Long time potter, first time caller. <laughs> <laughs> oh, buddy, I can't believe you can spit out that sentence. I'm fucking... Lit. I'm stumbly standing it around this place right now. Tell, give us a walk through. Where are you right now, Gordo? Set the surroundings for this. I'm, whoa, I'm, uh, I don't know. I'm at some fucking resort for my homeboy's wedding. And I think we're in like Porto Morales. I think. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Porto Morales, I think, is the closest town. Yeah. Uh, Has the wedding happened already? Wedding happened on Tuesday. I was the MC. Uh, I bombed it pretty bad. <laughs> what? Your podcast skills didn't come through? Damn it, Gordon. We've been I practicing was, our public speaking. <laughs> I know. And I, I, was, I was way too fucking drunk. Like, I was bad. Like, the wedding was at five. And we'd all been boozing all day. And I didn't, I didn't bomb it too bad. Um... There was a lot of laughs for me, a lot of laughs against me kind of thing. So it, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. Yeah, that's that's and, per usual, though. I know. And the script that I got, I got the script for the wedding like two hours beforehand. Wait, why was so, there a, squir- wait, why was there a script? It? Well, no. Like, uh, okay, yeah, introduce this girl, introduce that girl. And I got it like two hours before the wedding. Oh, so, I, I misread the paper because it was kind of fucking windy and it was flapping in the wind. And I introduced the one girl as eight months pregnant. Oh. And she was definitely not. <laughs> Did she look it though? Did she look it? No, she was skinny as a goddamn rail. It was bad. And 
I had no clue what to do. I panicked. I just asked her. I was like, oh, yeah, a boy or a girl. Oh, I should. Like, it was bad. Oh, was my bad. God. That is suicide. Man. But they knew, they knew what they were getting into when they fucking hired me for the job anyway. Yeah, that's true. Man, uh, I've got a funny story about uh, scripts. So I, too, was once uh, an MC. And it was for John from the Rock Pile, the Romanian Rascals wedding. And uh, I was co-emceeing with uh, uh, the bride's cousin. And what the bride had done was she had uh, made a script for all of us, like to a T, like you had to follow everything. And unbeknownst to John or his wife, or his now wife, uh, I changed my entire part and didn't tell anybody. And I just debuted it, debuted it at the wedding. And I was like, either he's going to fucking love this or fucking hate this. And it, it actually went over so, so well. But fuck, I never told John that I that I was going to do that. I just fucking wung it. And I think I might have been the drunkest guy, too, because like eight dudes took off in a limo for the best men and left left me and Nigel behind and Stu. Yeah. So we just got bombed. We got drunker than those guys did. It was we should, awesome. We should start oh, a wedding man. MC podcast because I was put in charge to MC a wedding, co-MC a wedding with Michael Fian. If mm. anyone here knows Michael Fian, yeah, that guy's a lunatic. So, character. So they hired, well, not hired. They tell we're both doing it. And I get the talking from the bride. Hey, you know, like you got to control Michael. Make sure that he doesn't say anything too offside. First thing he says is he goes, hey, Patrick, have you told your family about your DUI yet? Oh, my God. And then, and then he's going on about the bride, and he goes, you know, too bad we couldn't get the bride's favorite meal for this. You know, they just wouldn't serve cigarettes and Bud Light. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I was fucking bad, boys. I swore right off that first fucking sentence, and then I was walking around like Bob Barker, man. Oh. Like, I should have sat down. And, and read the goddamn script, but it was so windy, I couldn't hold it with one hand. <laughs> I could only see the front half of the paragraph, and it was flapping in the wind, so I would have to, like, legit ad-lib the rest. Oh, my and God. I, I should have asked if they needed, or I should have told everybody to get their fucking pet spader neutered at the end. Hey, <laughs> Gord, you know what you didn't need? Do you know what you needed? Huh? You know what you needed? A Hebrew coil ring scribbler. Oh, oh I needed a Hebrew. That would have been so much and better. I, and then I ended it with, let's get ready to rumble. No, you didn't. Oh, Are you kidding? <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did. It was did fucking you thought you were the fucking ring announcer in the WWE, not the MC at a wedding in Mexico. Oh, yeah. Please tell me the grandma yeah, the bride had a heart attack or something on the spot. <laughs> no, she was fine. I apologized to her so many fucking times that night. And then, like, hey, Jackie, I was like, I'm really fucking sorry. I bombed, I bombed the MC job. And she's like, I'm going to fucking punch you in the eye if you tell me you fucking blew it one more time. And I was like, okay. Like, all right. Well, I guess I didn't do that now, <laughs> Man, sounds like a good time. When do you come? When do you come back? How much more do you have? I'm back. On, I'm back on Sunday, boys. Hey, how, uh, how did Gord's Grinder go tonight? Uh, who the uh, Matt Lacoste or Breda? 
Who'd you pick? Oh, yeah, Matt Breida. Well, I just, I just want to know if he delivered it well. Oh, Peyton crushed Peyton's crushing it. Natural, man. Like, this comes easy to this I know. guy. He's good, man. He's got the charisma for sure, 100%. Yeah, big time, big time. I'll, I'll be back whenever you yeah. boys want me because my favorite part of coming is the studio. So <laughs> I can man. just come and watch. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. Uh, due to uh, unfortunate circumstances, we thought uh, at Tone's Barbecue might be uh, in studio too the, tonight, but uh, oh, something came it. up and he couldn't make it, yeah. That's because he knows I make way better fucking chicken wings. Oh, you don't. I went to his place <laughs> for his birthday party on Saturday and had the best wings I've ever had. Homemade barbecue sauce. Okay, buddy. Peyton, you crushed about 20 of those fucking wings that I made at Johnny's diaper oh, party. Oh, okay? yours were delicious. Don't tell, me, don't tell me that you know which ones are better, okay? Oh, I, I do know because I crushed 20 of those in about 30 atones. Drunk Gord is feisty oh. Gord. Gord, I drove five and a half hours from Valemont to come for Tony's wings on Saturday. <laughs> five and a half hours. Well... Whatever. Yeah, you know what? Hey, Bakes, I'm glad uh, you could fill in for me, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's, it's an honor, Gordo. Yeah. I've been cross-eyed for about five days fucking straight. I look like Sean Cretchen out here right now, but I have my face is fucking blouched. Like, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. But, but your fucking hair looks good, I yeah. bet. Yeah, tell us about the oh, new cut. my hair does look good, man. <laughs> my hair what, does look good. What did you go with? It's a high and tight, man. It's a flick back. It's I, oh, yeah. I was hoping you were going to go for the fryer tuck. <laughs> no, I'm... <laughs> I'm a little mad because it looks pretty good under the helmet at hockey, too, but whatever you guys got to do, you got to do. Yeah. Okay, well, we won't keep you longer. I just wanted, before you go, I've got one more thing, Gordo. We got a question that came in for you tonight. Uh, maybe you can... It was for Peyton and I, but maybe you can give us some, some, some answer. Chris Kirk from Linwood wrote in, and he said... Uh, in light of Gord's recent decision to send a group of 11 other guys a picture of his cock, do either of you have any raunchy pics you've sent someone that you regretted? Yeah. Did I actually? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I remember it. Oh, yeah. It was at the guy, ur- urinal. Uh, just a little, tip. Just a tip. It was just a, it was just a tip, man. You guys want to see the full thing? I'll fucking show you any time, okay? And I don't think anybody asked, though. I think Chris is asking what prompted it. You know what photo's coming in after he gets oh, off the man. phone. That was funny. Yeah, sorry, boys. Well, take a look. Put her in the spank tank, and uh, we'll talk to you boys next week. How about that? Yeah, for sure, Gordo. See and later, uh, Gordo. safe travels home, buddy. Love you, boys. Okay, have a fun rest of the pod. Okay, peace, Gordo. All right, man, that was a treat. I didn't oh. know if that was actually going to happen tonight, so I'm glad, I'm glad it actually did... Uh, Wait till he gets that bill in a couple of weeks. Yeah. No, he's got Rome from home. That's <laughs> oh, why I had Rome him from home. home. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we're just going to wrap it up with a quick recap from uh, the N40L. And the neat thing is playoff spots are confirmed in a race uh, to get that last wild card spot is on. So Stu, Gordon, of course, Chris are locked in for sure, uh, which leaves myself, Nigel, Feldy, and Shane battling for three spots. So this weekend is shaping up to be a good one. Uh, lots of scenarios that can play out. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, so that's how how it uh, has been. Speaking of those matchups, uh, we're going back to week 12. Obviously, we touched on Gord's big win against me. He crushed me. 131 to 92, not even putting up a fight. I dropped to 7 and 5. He moves up to 8 and 4. Second overall in the league for him. I'm sitting at fifth. The Cat Guys took on the East Lake Scoundrels. 
And uh, the Cat Guys, holy shit, biggest scoring team of the week, 147 points. They beat Eastlake, uh, who only put up 86. Eastlake is now in ninth place overall at 4-8. and eight. And the Cat Guys move up to 7-5 and five and into 6th, taking the last uh, playoff spot with one week to go. Next was up, a bit of an upset. Julio Think You Are I Am stormed out there and beat the Breezy Totmies 122 to 8, uh, 106. Uh, Shane, Show Life Shane moves up to 6 and 7, while Breezy Totmie drops down to 9 and 3, which actually now puts him at the same record as Stu, as Stu was able to pull off a very close win against those uh, the Valley View Vices. No yeah. luck. But I'm okay with it because I'm going to tell a story about uh, Johnny at the end. Mm-hmm. And uh, he deserves what he gets. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see what that is. <laughs> oh, man. There's animosity last week. Now there's animosity this week. I love it. Okay. Yeah, those vices, they were close. They had 114, but they could just couldn't get to the 118 that Sue put up. Valley View drops to the uh, second last spot in the league, 3-9, and nine, uh, quietly plummeting. And we'll touch on that in a second. Uh, and the Boners move up to 9-3. They're fourth in the league. And let's talk about the guy in third, the Harrison Butt Kickers. Uh, butt Lickers no more. Crushed Curls for Girls, 101-62. to Feldy having a tough time just getting going. He moves to 6-6. Six and six. He's eighth overall. 8-4 and four puts Nigel at third. And the last matchup of the week uh, was the Replacements. And Johnny getting a big win, 141, second highest points in the league, crushed it this week, uh, bodes well for uh, his matchup against Gord this week. He won 141 to 94 against the Le'Veon, my wayward sons, who dropped to 1 and 11, 12th place in the league overall, which is a tough uh, stat to 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 bear for sure uh but we're also going to mention that speaking of streaks he's now at 10 straight losses which ties Stu's record from two years ago and a loss this week to me uh will give him the all-time record in futility honorable mention to johnny we talked about it before the vices have now lost five in a row johnny just loves being a part of the action regardless of what kind of action it is so if he wants he wants to flirt with the with being last in the league, he's going to get there. And uh, getting uh, the lo- the worst losing streak, he's going to flirt with that too. And he's also going to flirt with transactions because he now has made 35, two behind our leader, Gord, and a new name has thrown their hat in the ring. Matthew Feldman now has made 33 moves and sits four behind El Huncho. And it's interesting because he was talking about Gord trying to break the record and you know what? Don't call a pot calling the kettle black there. You're not far behind, Feldy. Got to get your name in the record book somehow. Exactly. Uh, and last is uh, Show Life Shane. He's only made 14 moves um, and has quietly made himself a nice little shot to uh, get in those A pool uh, with the three other guys I mentioned before. Uh, standings, we talked about those already. And that was pretty much the week that was. We're coming into the last week of the regular season before playoffs begin. Uh, it's exciting. Really looking forward to it. And that was the N40L wrap-up. Oh, man. Yeah. So that leaves us with uh, so the story end. time? Yeah. Good story time. You know what? I think it's, it's, it's an honor well-deserved and earned. 
Um, for you, Bakes, you've been a gem on the pod. You, you crushed it this week. You crushed it the first time. Um, so you're going to get the honors of telling story time to the boys. Let me just cue up some nice happy music for you. Because this is this a happy story or uh No, it's it's a good story. It's it's, a good it's story. not happy or sad. Okay. It's not a uh, bad story, but uh Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's see what uh happy relaxing guitar music for children sounds like. Well, that's about right. Actually, the children part's bang on. <laughs> <laughs> the children part. Oh. Oh, I love well, four child. <laughs> All right, take it away, Bakes. So uh, we'll start off. For those of you that know me, you know that I uh, I might be a little younger than the boys. I actually am a a sibling of one of most of the guys' friends from high school. Yeah. And so I uh, I kind of was around, and you know thought these guys are really really cool. And my now good friend Johnny was a little bit of an asshole to me when we were younger. So. I was I was a staunch. Uh, I didn't believe in underage drinking up until I was about fourteen, and you know I, I finally decided everyone else was doing it. This cute girl was talking to me and saying, you know, oh yeah, we drink. And so I had my buddy out at the lake, and I'm like, how how do you get booze when you're fourteen years old? <laughs> like like what what does the guy do? And I'm like, well, I know a couple older guys, and <laughs> my my friend Johnny, like maybe he'll get me some booze. Yeah, Johnny's and old as fuck. Johnny's old as balls. <laughs> and you can tell when you look at him now. But uh, we're like, okay, so I'll, I'll go talk to my buddy Johnny, and I'll see maybe if he'll he'll boot for me. <laughs> and so me and my friend, we're all excited. We're going to get shit-faced that night. So we go to Johnny, and we're like, hey, can, can you buy a beer for us? He's like, I don't know. Like, what, what do you want? We're like, oh, we, don't, we don't know. We don't care. <laughs> Just like, guess what he thinks is going to get us drunk. Here's here's forty dollars. <laughs> like okay. feeling like big spenders, give him forty bucks. And uh, we're like, yeah, just get us something that's gonna get us wasted, like something decent, and you can keep the change. So <laughs> he goes to Derby's, the local liquor store out of Siva Beach. And I'm sure he put a lot of thought in it. And so we're waiting, we're waiting, he comes back and he pulls his brown bag out. And he's like, Yeah, I got you boys some booze, here you go. And so we pull it out and we're ecstatic. We look at it, it's like this looks delicious. You got a sourpuss? <laughs> like, oh my god! Thanks, Johnny. Like, how much did that cost? Oh, I don't know. Oh yeah, like we said, you keep the change. Like, don't worry about it. So, here we are, two two boys, first time getting real shit faced. We had a couple of drinks, maybe at that point, and we got this bottle of sourpuss, and we're just slamming it like shots because we are tough. Like, yeah, we can drink this straight. So just get absolutely shit-faced off a Mickey of Sourpuss <laughs> between two guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, you know how it is back then, kind of playing it up around the campfire with the yeah, older kids. Yeah, yeah, Tell my friend, oh, yeah, like, we're going to be so cool hanging out with the older kids drinking. Little do I know, when I go to buy liquor for the first time myself, like a year later with my fake ID, that a Mickey Sourpuss is twelve ninety nine. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also 15%. <laughs> There, Johnny, the North Ender he is, sees himself being real thrifty. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I can make a quick 25 bucks off these kids. <laughs> Paid for the rest of his uh, his bush that he probably bought after the fact. <laughs> oh. Greasy. Real greasy. Now the guy, dri- that's how he drives a platinum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just fucking cutting corners all over. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was 
a good. That was great. Oh <laughs> fuck that! How you going? Great story. And that's it. That's our uh, episode. Lucky number thirteen. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Thanks again for Pate thanks coming for in. Me. Crushed it. Um, and yeah, we'll leave you with the soft, sweet melodies of Mr. Worldwide Pitbull. Me not working hard. Yeah, right. Picture that with a Kodak. Or better yet, go to Times Square. Take a picture of me with a Kodak. Took my life from negative to positive. I just want y'all to know that. And tonight, let's enjoy life. Pitbull, Naya, Neo. That's